The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark is in. So is that a alternate Cubs hat or just kind of a different color looking Cubs hat? Just kind of a different color. Got it by Wrigley, so. No, I, I know. Cool. You know what? It's it's fine uh, when it comes to uh, the, the green Cub hats. Those are cool, right? Can't hear you. Because I pressed the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the St. Paddy's Day Cub hats are sweet. That's uh, it's kind of a, a gray with a black C. Yeah. You know, I might even. I got it's, my it's wife. A casual one. My, I, my wife threw out the, uh, the old 1908 Cubby Bear hat I had. It uh-huh. had, like, the bear with the bat. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are one of the best. Yeah, like the Cooperstown collection mm-hmm. I got when I was a kid. And welcome to marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Just tossed out. Hope you do it all right on a Tuesday. Plenty to get into. It is Husker Super Bowl week. We continue with uh, Husker Super Bowl participants and winners. Tom Rathman, fullback extraordinaire, going to join us. Soul number 44. In uh, about an hour and a half, we'll sit down with Tom Rathman, part of that incredible Super Bowl against Cincinnati. The 89 uh, New Year, obviously, but the 88 season. And then uh, part of very few teams that got to go back-to-back. So Tom Rathman with us, Rick Kaczynski, Coach Kaz in an hour. Uh, we'll get his take here on on fans and uh, fan anger. Uh, we'll start off the show with that. Fred Hoiberg getting uh, pummeled uh, when it comes to the coaches' call-in show on the Husker Network last night. We knew that was going to be a little dicey just based on the mood and uh, the way the team's been losing. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. And in about 20 minutes, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic. We'll talk uh, some basketball, some football, and some Super Bowl. With Mitch, can get with us. Dial us up at 466 466-3776-800-825-5865. Can email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com and uh, give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, Chris Schmidt, and then Connor Clark at C underscore Clark underscore 27. So uh, we have uh, some of the affiliates we have with Hale Varsity Radio. Also, Husker Network affiliates, uh, Gus and the crew up there at News Talk 900, Proud Nebraska affiliates, and you've just... You've got a fan base of, of Husker fans. Listen, I grew up going to games at one point in time in my life. Yes, fan. 
Uh, right now, uh, I, I have taken the, 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 the fan hat off and just kind of look at things uh, left, right, and center, right? I, I hear all sides. I look at all sides. We get your anger in our postgame shows. We get your anger Mondays through Fridays if things aren't going well. And you, the Nebraska fan, have been loyal. You, the Nebraska fan, have been patient. You, the Nebraska fan, have logged a lot of miles. You have. You have through different sports. And listen, that's that's part of it, right? And it, it's great to, to, to experience the golden era. As a kid, I did. I experienced 90s football in the West Balcony. As a kid, I experienced Danny Knee and four straight NCAA tournaments, five out of six year runs with NCAA tournaments and teams that were competitive, teams that were good, teams that had NBA talent. Danny Knee and Coach Jeff Smith and all those guys. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was awesome to go to Barry's after the game and have Danny Knee hold court. And, hey, who wants to go to Kemper, right? And Danny Knee's printing money as, as he's, you know, everyone's lined up to buy Big 8 tournament tickets and watch Iowa State fans drink all the Budweiser in the entire state of Kansas City. It was cool. But, you know, you fast forward to now, football's been scuffling and they're trying to, to punch their way out of problems. Basketball, you've seen really good effort and just shortcomings at the end of ball games against some of the, the, the Big Ten elite. You just you have. But what what is unable to get washed out of your mouth as a Nebraska fan is the the effort question. And like Nebraska fans can't deal with that and, and I don't think you should deal with that. The question of effort, that's what wore you out in 2017 when Nebraska football didn't look like they wanted to come out of the tunnel against Ohio State. That's what wore you out a lot in uh, the second part of the first half of Saturday's game against Northwestern. So fans are fed up, and they're they're not shy uh, about it, and... Uh, yeah, th- this again, this is audio from the first phone call of many uncomfortable phone calls Fred Hoiberg took. Uh, had some relatives that lived out in Cozad, good folks. Eric, an angry Nebraska fan. Here was his phone call last night, and, and Fred Hoiberg on the other end of the line. How are you doing, Fred? I'm doing okay, Eric. How are you? Oh, all right. Like you said, this is Eric and Kozad. Last time I called in, Tim Miles was the head coach. And unfortunately, I had to uh, let him go live on air. I'm 51 years old. I've been watching, listening, or attending Nebraska basketball. Haven't missed a game in 40 years. Um, I'm done, sir. I, I just, it's not there anymore. You're uh, 20 and 62. So at what point do you realize that this isn't working? It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm hurting. I'm sure you're hurting. The fans are hurting. And in saying that, man to man, and but coach to a fan, can you tell me how you can justify still being here 
And in saying that, unfortunately, I'm going to have to let you also go and end your employment. Eric and Kozad emptying the clip. And we'll hear Fred Hoiberg's classy, classy response and explanation in two seconds. But Eric uh, said a lot of things that Nebraska fans are feeling, that are vo- they're voicing right, wrong, and different. He called up and, and, and provided his two cents. And, and Fred's worked in, 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 you know, in, in pro ball. He's worked in Chicago media. And, and he's taken lots of arrows and, and bullets. and fl- it's, it's never fun. This is not fun. He's sick about it today in his presser. It's like, look, I'm I'm even hesitant to say this, but we had a good couple of days. It, it it's it's beyond a work in progress trying to get these guys to respond. You as the coach got to get the kids to respond because the the kids aren't aren't wired like Fred was as a player. Not all the kids anyway. And you look at Nebraska's recruiting class for basketball. I mean, it's it's good. He's bringing in talent, but can you manage that talent and get that talent to perform? And you get that talent to be coachable. Quite honestly, you've got a coachability problem. And you probably got a little bit of a scheme adjustment that needs to happen in the Big Ten. And you need bigger dudes. And we can go down the list of, of issues. But this is Fred's response to, to Mr. Kozad. Well, you know, first of all, Eric, you're right. Nobody's more disappointed than I am with how things are going. And everybody in this program uh, right now with the way that this season has gone uh, you know, as far as, you know, where we are right now, obviously, you know, going into the season, we did have high expectations for this team after taking over uh, what we did and, you know, basically putting a team together in a very short amount of time in year one, uh, year two, a team that I thought was really making progress, uh, got hit by COVID probably harder than any team in the country uh, where we had to shut down and had several key players coming back in that stretch that were really the first ones to get the virus. Uh, to shut down the way we did. I thought our guys competed extremely hard when once we got back and played those grueling 14 games in 29 days. Uh, you know, going into the season, obviously, with a couple things that happened early and, you know, just, just reality and trying to stick up for our guys here with Trey, you know, going down in the third game with a broken foot, with Wilhelm, who you knew you were getting out of every time you stepped on the floor, going down with a season-ending knee injury, two of your toughest guys uh, that are not able to play for us or were out for a long stretch. Uh, and again, I thought we had gotten to the point where we were really making progress and we were competing. We just could not get over the hump. And Eric, that happens when you struggle down the stretch of close games and you don't have the confidence uh, to win those. And it's, it, it, it wears on you. And there's no doubt about it. Last game was completely unacceptable. And we're going to do everything we can to fix it. We've got eight games, eight opportunities left to, to get on the floor and try to create some type of momentum heading into next year where we've got a very good recruiting class, you know, one of the top recruiting classes that, that has ever been signed at Nebraska, the number one junior college big player in the country, big 6'10", bruiser, tough, tough kid. We've got a kid that came at semester, uh, Denham Dawson, incredibly tough, old-school throwback-type player. Uh, we've got a shooting guard from New Jersey, a great school, a great program, uh, who has an opportunity to come in and, and step in and play right away. And then uh, Ramel Lloyd, really a jack of all trades, plays for Sierra Canyon in uh, Los Angeles with LeBron James' son on that team and several other very high-profile players 
Uh, he's been MVP of three of their tournaments that they've played in. So, you know, again, we're going to do everything we can to get right. I understand the frustration of everybody. And, and again, I can promise you nobody's more frustrated uh, than I am as far as going out there and trying to get our guys to play the right way and, and find a way uh, to compete and get over the hump and win games. And that's our job for these next eight games to do everything we can to give ourselves an opportunity to win and give us something to feel good about heading into the off season. So, you know, I appreciate your call, appreciate the passion, um, but I can promise you there's, there's no more, nobody in this world more frustrated right now with where things are than I am. And I'm going to do everything I can to get it turned around. Fred Oyberg's class act. We, we've known that that was exemplified and how he handled that. Listen, that's not easy. It's part of the job, but it's not easy to just go get punched in the junk there on live radio. And then not how many people raise your hand. How many people just lose it on the caller? Cause you know, a lot of us work wise don't have that on the other end, you know, we're not rolling to Eric and Kozad's joint to, to critique his whatever he does for a living, right? And how would he handle it if someone's just piling on him publicly? Again, that's part of the deal as head coach. But I've not heard Nebraska fans go there with that much venom or anger like ever. They're, they're at their wit's end. They were expecting it to be different. Good for Fred also sticking up for his kids. I'll tell you, man. The easiest thing is to start throwing hand grenades and, and not only driving the bus forward, but hitting reverse and backing the bus up, right? Because there's he's being the adult. You want to cheer for a guy like Fred to get it flipped around. You want different results. And uh, we'll get to some more thoughts from many interactions last night, you know, that Coach Hoiberg's dealing with but he's a stand-up dude you hope it can get flipped around tomorrow we're on the road at the single barrel tomorrow for pre uh, for real red reaction or real red tip-off i should say so me and coach smith will be down there getting ready for nebraska minnesota but uh just a class dude and, and how he handled it like that was that was uncomfortable to hear and and it, it was a lot of what many nebraska fans are feeling or it was it was verbalized with just the the level of frustration yeah, and I texted you before we came on the air, too, that that was a really hard phone call to listen to, especially knowing Fred Hoiberg. And I've been fortunate enough to meet him, but you don't need to meet him. You've seen him a lot. Him. You grew up watching his bowls. Right, and you don't need to meet him personally to know that he's a really, really good human being, and he's a really good basketball coach. You've seen that earlier in his basketball career. He took the Bulls to the playoffs, a team that probably shouldn't have been there. He had a lot of excess, or success at uh, – Iowa State as well, as everybody knows, and that's kind of his trademark of his coaching career. And although he is the head coach and blaming him is kind of the easy thing to do, he's not in control of everybody on that team. And it's a matter of discipline. He He should should be be. at the college level. He should be. And from a style standpoint, that's the rub right now. Right. That's that's the disconnect is is his his pro mentality or allowing freedom like guys to be grown-ups and do what they're told and trust that they'll do what they're mm-hmm. told and they're not right and, and he doesn't have a second or third option with 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 minimal drop-off available like he went with with Tominaga against Michigan the final 12 minutes while while Kisei kind of sparked him offensively 
he got killed defensively. That was right. call number two. What the hell are you doing? Putting Tominaga, you know, I mean, that's how the night went last night. Mm-hmm. Fred needed a freaking gin and tonic and a hug. <laughs> well, we could hear in the student section against Northwestern, Boo Booey was having himself a game for the Cats. You know, for 27. We could hear him talking about, hey, don't let him, as in Casey Tominaga, score on you. He's too small. So they were clearly, <laughs> they were pointing that out, and they knew exactly what they were going to do on the offensive end with him in there. So I agree with you. He should have total control over it. But at the same time, if you're a college athlete, you should have that mental discipline to give your coach that full 40 minutes. Oh, that's a big ask. And you've got a history the last three years of not everyone, but some of the kids you've brought in not being mature enough to handle what's asked of you. Period. And that goes down again to you as coach, or who are you delegating player personnel decisions to and there's a there there are good assistants on that staff there's some that need to find a u-haul period especially one that i don't know we'll we'll, we'll get to mitch sherman on the way hello listener hey it's chris schmidt with hail varsity radio and i wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the hail varsity radio show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for hanging out, Hail Varsity Radio. It's Husker Super Bowl week. Tom Rathman coming up in one hour. We welcome in Mitch Sherman with The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how you doing? I am well. Chris, how are you? We're good. We're good. We were just spending a little bit of time on all the arrows Fred Hoiberg was either dodging or getting hit with last night in the uh, the old coach's uh, radio show. Have you um, have you ever seen Nebraska basketball fan base so angry? Is this as bad as you've seen it? Usually, Nebraska basketball fans resort to uh, apathy when the season goes in the tank. And I think for the most part, that's what you've seen this year. But there is a segment, I think, especially after watching that uh, performance on Saturday, that, it, you know, and, and it was, it was uh, evident on, the, on his call-in show last night that there is a, a segment. And I've, and I've heard from some of these people who have just, just had it. And I don't know. Um, I don't know what kind of um, an impact that makes. I imagine there are some unpleasant, uncomfortable conversations that are making their way to Trev Albert's office too. Um, if you're hearing about this in public, if you're hearing it on the school-run radio program then, you know, I don't think anyone is, is insulated from it. So, yeah, this is um, – I don't – I mean, you can go back to 
to some difficult times in previous coaching regimes. And the fan base has definitely been unruly, you know, in, in periods where the play on the court was much better than what it is now. It's about as bad as it's ever been right now, um, at least in the, in the win production. It's, it certainly is. Um, so I don't know that this is a completely unique time. There have been periods where Nebraska basketball fans have gotten riled up, but this, um, you know, this, this moment right now is, is, uh, is right there with them. The effort, it's one thing to get beat. It's another thing to lose close. And then you have blowouts happen. They do in the big 10, they did in the big 12 happened in the big eight. I mean, you're going to go get Mm -hmm. blitzed and destroyed by a team that, Probably was a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight it, that that happened, but but to lose to and Rutgers isn't awful, okay, but they're not they're not a tourney team at least not right now. Northwestern's a, a game over 500 despite kind of fighting hard and clawing hard and and you know being right there against some of the who's who a lot mm-hmm. like Nebraska. I think what what sets Nebraska fan off is the effort question, man, because. That's 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 the pride thing uh, for Nebraska fans. Where, all right, you may beat us, but you, they're going to go down swinging. And you've seen three instances this year where there was just zero desire to to punch back. In some instances, for Nebraska basketball, at different moments of the game. Yeah, that definitely is a source of frustration. I think for everybody who's watching, and Fred Hoiberg has has verbalized it many times that he's as frustrated as anyone. It's, you know, it, it's frustrating in its own right to hear that from the head coach because he's the one who is tasked every day to then go find the source of the problem and fix it, and Nebraska's been unable to do that. Um, you know, with a roster that was really, you know, promised to deliver more than this mm-hmm. when, when the offseason uh, was underway last year, you know, there have been built-in reasons uh, for Nebraska to struggle in, in, in the past couple of years. And th- those reasons weren't necessarily there this year. This was supposed to be a team that competed. This was supposed to be a team that had postseason aspirations. Um, this could have been a team, and it just sounds, it sounds bizarre to say it now, that broke Nebraska's streak of winless NCAA tournaments. And here they are over the Big Ten, you know, and, and possibly – set to go over the Big Ten all season. I mean, that, that game on Saturday, it, it did look to me um, like it was, it was as good of a chance as they had to get a win in all that was left. And, and if, you know, of course, there will be more opportunities because they've shown that they bounce back and do play close but are unable to close. So what happens when they get in another close game? There's been nothing that's, that's, that's happened in any of these games that, that, that would serve to build their confidence so that when they get into a close game, uh, they're going to be able to pull it out. I don't know that I, I have the belief they can do it. And, you know, whether you go one and 17 or Oh, and 18 or two and 16 at the end of the day, it doesn't matter much when the expectation coming into the season was that this was going to be a giant leap for uh, Fred Hoiberg and his, in his program. Mitch, going to switch to football, bud. Uh, a couple of hirings for Nebraska staff, Scott Frost staff. Help me out with Vince's last name. Do you have any clue on pronunciation? Vince Ginta? Yes. Ginta, thank uh, you. I, I was I was going to say Ginta, I promise you. But uh, he's a guy that was part of Callahan's staff, and I want to focus on him for a moment just because of 
the level of talent that was accumulated when uh, when when Bill Callahan was here. And uh, give me a thought here on on this addition for Frost. Yeah, an administrative guy, and you know Scott Frost talked last week at the signing day press conference about the need to expand his his staff, and it, it remains to be seen how uh, the new additions and and the, the 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 current administrative spots that Nebraska has in recruiting how the responsibilities are divided up. Um, who Nebraska uses to continue to evaluate high school and junior college talent, and then what Nebraska does in in having someone who's devoted to the portal, not just one person, but you know, Frost mentioned the um, you know the way that professional organizations are set up to deal with free agency and how they not not only have to scout um, for the draft, you know, which would be akin to recruiting in, in, in college football, but also for free agency and scouting. The, the rosters of other teams in the league. And you, you, you have to do that, I think, in today's world of college football. You have to know what's out there. You can't look at everybody. You can't expect that, that everybody is going to go into the transfer portal, even though at times it seems like everybody does. But you have to have a sense of what positions are, are going to be targeted uh, by your, your team in, in, in looking to the portal and who um, – potential additions to the portal could be and how they might fit uh, personally and then athletically uh, with, with your roster so that when those, those notifications, you know, those buzzes come that so-and-so entered the portal, you're not starting at square one. Um, that's, that's going to be a task that not just Nebraska, but, but programs all over the country have to, have to tackle and, and are tackling. So I think the, the, the size of recruiting staff um, is reflective of the, the need to be able to scout um, rosters around the sport. And, you know, until there are some kind of uh, some kind of regulations, some kind of um, some more parameters that are set around the portal, be it with numbers or dates or whatever it might be, um, you're going to see the size of of these support staffs and administrative staffs continue to grow, and and you know presumably Vince Ginta uh, coming back to Nebraska after 15 years away is is um, you know in some way related to this need to just have more eyes and more um, you know more evaluators uh, there uh, to 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 support the coaches in their uh, effort to build the roster. Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, get a flip over, a couple minutes left, and, and get your thoughts on Sunday, the Super Bowl. Uh, I know you're going. I know you have box seats uh, yeah. just because of you and Zach. And Good for you. Yeah, flip, I'm, I'm going to do the coin toss. Uh, I, I was able to. Uh, yeah. Just You're Mitch Sherman. Hell yes, you are. It's, I an, it's an honor, yeah. Uh, so what are you doing Sunday? <laughs> and and uh, do you feel like Cincinnati's got one more in them? I'm going to find the biggest TV that I can out here in my uh, neighborhood, and I'm going to sit in front of it and probably eat and drink. And, uh, and yeah, I'll cheer on the Bengals. Um, it's not every Super Bowl that I've got a rooting interest, but there's such a good story, and there is that Nebraska connection um, with, with more than Zach Taylor, um, you know, we know the other pieces, you know, mm-hmm. um, about Stanley Morgan and, and, you know, his, his ties to Nebraska. I don't know, um, what his status is for the game. He was, he was not on the active roster for the AFC championship game, but, 
Um, you know, whether he's, whether he's in the game or not, he's part of that organization. So it would be nice to see him get a ring. Um, you know, and, and Scott Frost mentioned the, the Troy Walters connection mm-hmm. uh, in, in his, uh, his remarks last week. So there's just a lot of people who have crossed paths with, with uh, our state um, on that Bengals sideline. So um, it, would be, um, it would be cool to see them win. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just like most Super Bowls, want to see a good game and, and, uh, and have a good time watching it. Well, how uh, poetic would it be, Joe Burrow to Stanley Morgan? for the win there, assuming, there you go. assuming stanley's there you go. healthy the, the, to go the connection that the connection that could have been in 2018 <laughs> look, in nebraska look at you <laughs> I, you know if stanley morgan oh, is catching wow. a touchdown That's if stanley good. morgan is catching a touchdown in the super bowl then um you know we just uh, we've come full circle with turning the state into uh, into bengal's mania I don't expect that to happen if he's if he's there and he's active um you know watch for him on special teams because he's been um, he's Good. been a force, uh, force for Cincinnati in that in that uh, phase of the game. Are you uh, are you bringing food? Are you uh, doing the wings? Are you a dip guy? Yeah. I mean, what's what's the itinerary? Well, uh, before the championship weekend uh, two weeks ago, um, I made a trip down to South Omaha and uh, found a little. Um, market uh, grocery store with mm-hmm. some great, uh, like authentic Mexican uh, items, and Sweet. I might go back there and uh, get some get some more for like tacos or fajitas or something like that. This was a, this was a high school basketball related trip. I saw my uh, my Gretna Dragons playing at Omaha South on a Saturday night, uh, the night before the the, uh, the championship games, and and uh, we. We, uh, we, we ducked into a little market on the way out. It was quite a find. So uh, I'm going back to uh, 24th and, and Q at some point uh, late this week to pick up some more items, and, and that will be my contribution to the Super Bowl party. That is a great call. Mitch, enjoy your food and drink. Find that giant TV. Mm-hmm. Wear, wear your bangles, orange man, and we'll uh, check in next week. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, thanks, Chris. Take care. All right, there he is. Look at Mitch Sherman, man. He's going uh, going all out with the authentic cuisine. It's better than, like, the old slob of potato salad that that guy or gal bring to your Super Bowl party half-heartedly as an afterthought. We'll uh, spend some time here, an update here on Alvin Kamara. Yeah, if he's on the elevator with his guys, just let him be. Hail Varsity continues, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hail Varsity, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering ten dollars off the annual subscription price of twenty nine ninety nine. That means that you, for less than twenty dollars, get everything we produce: ten issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Find us on Twitter, Hail Varsity Radio, at Schmidt underscore Radio, Chris Schmidt, at Connor Clark, it's at C underscore Clark, underscore 27. You can email Chris at HailVarsity.com. 
And we kicked off with uh, the Hoiberg criticism on the basketball uh, radio call-in show. You heard, what was the dude's name from Cozad? I believe Eric. Eric from Cozad, Light Up Fred. More calls like that followed. It's one thing to, to feel it and be angry as a, as a Nebraska fan. Uh, it's another to uh, to call in and, and go off on your coach. And and Eric and Kozad going full Donald Trump with the you're fired, I fired Miles. <laughs> you know, you just, you, you have hindsight. And listen, I, I thought Miles' time was done here. Miles' teams were always competitive, though, if we're talking revisionist history and the the talent being what it was i mean timmy's some of his squads underachieved but i mean we're you know i was kind of thinking about this today i mean it's eight years ago you had the ncaa tournament but uh some of you are are right there with uh homeboy from cozad in in your anger and some of you are like what the hell is this guy doing and i mean that's 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 over the line. Moose is with us on the uh, Hill Varsity uh, hotline. Moose, go ahead. Thanks for calling. Hey, can I hear that again? I like the way you said hotline there. Hotline. <laughs> yeah. You gonna bring right. me some I... salsa, brother? Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I need to. We need to make an afternoon trip and bring some in there and and, and get you your own show with some some goodies. But uh, but yeah, there should be some still left around there for you. Well, I, to be quite frank, I think Henry and, and Hooksy and Willie J crushed it all. Well, good on them. Good <laughs> as, on them. As they but, should. <laughs> but that's bad on me. We got to get some to Schmitty and, and Connor there. So, um, look, he's got enough run. I'm not even going to say his name. Um, we'll just call him the Kozad Clown. Uh, has, has fair points. Fine. Think those things address them in the appropriate medium. Um, I'm, I'm like you, Schmidt. I'm a little older than you, but I, I grew up going to games in the 80s. I watched every game. I had student tickets in the early 90s. I've seen it when it's been at its peak for what we have for Nebraska basketball. You won't find a bigger fan. I'm sure there's as big a fan, but we've had tickets since Pinnacle Bank opened. Mm-hmm. I've raised my son going to games. We're frustrated. I get it. Something's got to give. We've got to shake some things up. We're recruiting as well as we ever have. Um, but whether that's a staff shakeup or whatever it is, whether it's, um, you know, practicing a little more old school, maybe less coddling, for lack of a better word. No, Moosey, you nailed it. I, I think between Fred and Gates and Doc, those guys are old school. Right. They got to be able to to go throw back, and, and if someone isn't doing their job, bench them and not worry about someone pouting on the bench. And right. I don't think you got a team full of guys that are, are not everybody. That's too – and not – saying every kid on that roster is like this. No. But you got some kids on that roster that just pout, dude. Right. And, and you got, let them and you let them pout. You let them pout. That's you're exactly right. You nailed it there. And and you've got enough guys with an old school or a blue collar or whatever mentality that you just let them play and you let them dive on the floor 
and box out and whatever it takes. Something as simple as boxing out, man. I mean, and it's it's not either emphasized or it's allowed to not happen, right? I mean, and not to pick on Lat, but Lat's little arm bar where he got tossed to the side uh, against Northwestern's yes. big. I'm like, okay, Lat, sorry, brother. You, you shouldn't have to be boxing that guy out, but you are. So so please contact, have contact. So, so do it. If I would have put in that kind of effort boxing out, well, and there was a number of times when Coach Connell did just go ahead and punt the basketball up in the air and stop practice and say, <laughs> Morrison, what are you doing? Exactly. So, it, anyway, you know, we a little bit of that. We heard a few feelings. Okay, but uh, let's get a little bit more hard work and attitude you gotta out get there. In, you got to get intense, and, and I think – the, the the effort in question is is the thing that's driving fans nuts, and you'll see better effort tomorrow night. But you got in the back of your mind, Moose, that okay, am I going to see if they get down or or it's going sideways on offense? Are we going to see bad effort on defense? They they've shown it three times this year, right? And that, and that that's got to suck for Fred because that ain't how he's wired. No, I. I... You know, I have never left a game early, and we got up and left Saturday early. That's you couldn't the first take time it. Couldn't ever. take Could, it. It was either that or something bad was going to happen. I had to get outside. So, appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate the show. Moose, take care, brother. Yeah, no, it it it, it comes down to coachability, and you got to know who you're bringing in at a level that you, you pray they can accept coaching or do what or do what they're asked. So, what's going to be worse, Connor? What athletes are being fed in Beijing or what, what Alvin Kamara may get if he's convicted of this felony? Prison food or Russian slash uh, Beijing Olympic food? And what I mean by Russian, you've got a Russian athlete posting a shot on Instagram here of the tasty vittles they're getting for breakfast every morning. You may have seen this. I have actually not seen that, but I'm just going to assume prison food has to be worse. Yeah. But I, I'm going to hold this up, and I'm going to ask you, would you try those baked beans? Probably not. I don't like baked do beans I have, do anyway. Do I have half of a pigeon here? <laughs> is, there, is there cold pasta? Are these leftover expired olives for James Bond's martini? Is this a frog? I don't know. I, mean, I don't my, know what they do over there, but... I have never been. No, no earthly idea. So, an update on Alvin Kamara. Ugh. So, the the rundown was this: uh, he allegedly punched a guy eight times. Uh, the police and the NFL allowed Kamara to play before they arrested him, and uh, it was Dre's nightclub early Saturday morning that. Kamara was leaving with with his entourage. Some dude wanted to get on the elevator to also leave. Kamara, I think, stuck his hand out per video, per TMZ, and said no. And the guy kind of moved Kamara's hand, like, dude, I'm I'm getting on the elevator. And then everybody took turns playing pinata with this guy. So uh, it is not good. Battery with intent for bodily harm that result excuse me that resulted in bodily harm to felony and Kamara's posted bail but that's no good man it's no good never been clubbing in Vegas 
but but clearly uh Alvin thought there was a velvet rope uh, that that surrounded him and his crew <laughs> with uh with elevator access. That's brutal. Take some more of your calls. We'll sneak in one more. Rick Kaczynski coming up in 15 minutes. And then a uh, Super Bowl Husker connection. Tom Rathman, the pride of Grand Island, the fullback, will join us at 525. Hail Varsity continues. Your calls next. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Don't forget Roadshow Wednesday ahead of Nebraska-Minnesota at the single barrel tomorrow, 4-6. to six. Myself, Coach Jeff Smith, riding shotgun. Come see us, get a steak, get a whiskey, and uh, see if Nebraska can flip it around. Uh, Tex is with us here on Hale Varsity. Tex, what's up? Uh, actually, it's Tom. Tom, Tom, go for it, buddy. Tom, thanks for yeah. calling. Yeah, just a couple quick comments. You're talking about the coddling of the players. And, and I'm just going to make this short and sweet. Um, you know, definitely do not want to coddle players. You can't do that in today's age. But you know what? They do have sports psychologists down there, and they're getting paid some pretty handsome money to help. And as far as we're talking with the psychologists and the coddling, Teddy Allen two nights ago dropped 35 and 11. You all remember Teddy Allen? He's averaging 19 a game. Boy, wouldn't that be nice right now? You know, it didn't work once. I don't know that it'd work again. Teddy's a hell of a good ball player. Didn't fit. And you're seeing, Tom, thanks for calling. I mean, you're, you're seeing a Teddy Allen situation, possibly, with chemistry issues this year with puzzle pieces that don't fit, potentially, or role acceptance is, is how it's deemed. Teddy's on school number five, man. Teddy can ball. Teddy's a good player. Never had any issues with Teddy. Teddy didn't work here. <laughs> okay. When a guy hits a game winner against Penn State on the road, the last win, the last road win in Big Ten play, and he runs off the court celebrating and it's just his party, no teammates or coaches are following the guy, something wrong. Maybe we should have paid closer attention to that. Or maybe you don't bring him in. Maybe not. But again, that comes down to evaluation. Who is doing your evaluation? Who's okaying mm-hmm. the evaluation? And who's out there bringing in guys? That's 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 as much as the problem as is the coddling. But yeah, you have sports psychologists, and if you can't take a coach turning the heat up on you, I sound like I'm in someone's front yard in a lawn chair. I'm sorry, or my yard. Get off my lawn. That's not my intent. It it, it isn't. But from an edge standpoint, it's got to be permitted. If you don't have it yourself, if kid didn't come from a family that had an edge, or if that edge has been whittled away by AAU ball and you're so great, you're going to be awesome. And you, good luck undoing that too. But that's, that's part of the deal. That's why you see coaches retiring in mass droves. <laughs> because it's... It's a new world. Uh, email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Numbers to get in 466-3776-4666-3776-800-825-5865. I have a thought that, that Coach Kaz may sound off on 
the uh, proverbial phone call and coaches show because he had to experience those uh, when he was in Lincoln, but never got to uh, to that point that Fred endured what he endured. And like, there's part of the fan base that's like, have at it. Fred deserves it for what's being put on the on the court, and. Part of me is like, and I can kind of hear that, but above all, I I just don't need someone saying, well, you, you know, I'm, I'm firing you too. Like I did Miles. I mean, it can be frustrated, it can be angry, it can be ticked, but ultimately the, then check out. That's your voice uh, checking out. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity dot com backslash subscribe promo code gbr welcome to hail varsity radio the voice of husker nation insight opinion expertise with the biggest and best names talking nebraska across the state join the show on twitter at hail varsity and at schmitz underscore radio call in at 402-466 espn or 1-800-825-5865 here's chris schmitz Back into it, it's hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And uh, we welcome in uh, Coach Rick Kaczynski, Nebraska and Iowa. And, uh, of course, Tuesdays with Kaz. Kaz, what's shaking, man? How you doing? Uh, pretty good, brother. Pretty good, man. Just um, hoop tournament. Um, championship game Saturday. Got baseball tonight. So, pretty nice. February 8th, they're on their uh, third baseball practice outdoors. So, uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Can't complain. Just uh, looking for some sunshine, looking for some warmth, man. And um, that's about it, man. How you guys doing up in Lincoln? We're uh, we're good. Junior's excited that Major League Baseball has gotten rid of their steroid testing. I'm kidding. Um, so, uh, he is uh, in the midst of, of, of also practicing baseball <laughs> for uh, – trying to make high school that was a bad joke forgive me Kaz I got we, we started the show off talking about uh coach Hoiberg and, and the shortcomings of the Nebraska team and you know I feel bad for the guy because he's 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 a better coach than, than what the team's showing and, and obviously it's his job to get his kids going and, and 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 play competitive right you can lose you can even get blown out but you still keep fighting there's been some instances where Nebraska basketball's not kept fighting, and that's fired up the fan base. And I think you've heard uh, part of the, the the phone call last night on the the network's coaches show, and uh, you yourself had to sit in on on coaches shows. It's just part of the, part of the gig. Uh, what, what's your reaction to uh, to some of the fan venom you're hearing? Well, you know, well, fortunately. Um... I was never on the receiving end on a on a phone call like that. Um, you know, obviously the 
the fans have a right to be uh, disappointed. Uh, but hey, man, you know, just like uh, just like in our country, you know, if you don't like something, go vote. You know, if uh, if you're a fan, you don't like the way it's going on, what's going on, don't don't go to the games, and then it'll take care of itself. And you know, I just don't like this man to man. You give your first name, you know, give your hey John, give your full name, give your occupation. You know, let's 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 call your boss. Let's let's talk about your gig on the air. I just don't like when guys do that. It's like message boards, you know, um, people disparaging kids, people disparaging um, families. You know, saying person. It's one thing. Hey, you can say a guy stinks or he's this and that. Um, you know, but I, I just think just like social media, it's just it's just all bad. Like, you know, does John and Cozad feel better? I mean, I, I just I don't like those type of calls. You know, that's not what the coaches' shows are about, in my opinion. It's, hey, you know, hey, coach, you know, you don't have the results. You know, what are we doing? What's your plan? Okay. You know, there's, there's a way to, to ask it with some class. Um, you know, I don't want to hear, well, Fred's making this and all that. Obviously, Fred's a good coach. Okay, he's had success everywhere, and I know Nebraska people don't want to hear this, but I'd say this about everywhere else. When is when's the last time Nebraska's had success in basketball? Eight Maybe years. it's a Nebraska thing. Yeah, okay, and I mean, but I'm talking consistent cons- success, consistent, consistent, right? I'm talking tournaments, not NIT. I'm talking NCAA. Ninety-one okay, through ninety-five. So yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time, man. You know, and I'll say that about all all kind of pro. You know, there was a, you know, there was a there was a stretch after Coach Holtz. I mean, hell, I mean, it's my alma mater. But hell, I said it. Too. You know, when's when's the last time Notre Dame's been significant and those and you know just those type of things? It's just there, there's there's kind of an entitlement and a and an and an arrogance about things. And that's just what I don't like. But unfortunately, hey, man, I, I used to love doing those shows, man. I used to love going talking to the fans. I used to love, um, you know, doing that type of stuff, Schmitty, especially in Lincoln. There was a lot of opportunities to do it. And, and I put my hand up any time I could because I really enjoyed it. But, man, it was, it was nothing but first class, man. Mm-hmm. Because once again, you know what, you're either in or you're out, right? Um, and if you're out, hey man, and then enough people are out, then they're going to make the changes. It's it's no it's no different than uh, you know ad- administrations that run our country. It you know they're, they're, come November twenty, <laughs> you know come November, you know probably going to be a few uh, few more Republicans than there are uh, Democrats because you know you vote you vote and you know and. If you don't like what's going on, don't go to the games. But I just don't like things being handled like that. I don't like this man-to-man talk, all that. But there's a lot of, a lot of tough guys on the internet, bashing coaches, bashing kids, saying things about families. A lot of guys on the telephones, you know, tough guys. I just, you know, I like tough guys in the arena, Schmitty. So I got a hard time with, with, with guys like that. Obviously, John's hurt. So, yeah, what about the players? Once again. I understand. I, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. People are frustrated. You know, 20 and 62. Nobody, nobody had any anticipation of that happening. It, it is what it is. But you know what? I mean, if that makes you feel better the rest of your life, you know, if that phone call makes you feel better, your life's pretty sorry. You know, if you're done, then quit going to the games. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That's that's how. 
that's my take on on things like that. So, uh, but yeah, I'm a guy that I'm an I'm an arena guy. You know, I I love the fans. I love the support. Uh, you can't worry about the ones that uh, that don't support you. And as a coach, your priority are the ones that are in the arena. So that's that's what I'm sure Fred's worried about, and I'm sure that's what he's what he's trying to get fixed. Will he? You know, not sure, but um, I, I'm damn sure he's trying. Rick Kaczynski's with his Hale Varsity Radio. Kaz, uh, let's move on to Auburn and uh, Coach Harson under siege as the uh, the administration put out a statement. Uh, they are getting, and I quote, a variety of perspectives on Coach Harson, including student athletes. You're uh, you're, you're kind of in SEC country. What's the word on Auburn right now? That's another tough place to coach and win. People who've done it still get let go. Well, once again, it's a it's a be careful what you wish for, and a lot of times you get what you deserve. You run out, Mel's on, run them out the door, right? You're interviewing coaches while you have a coach in place years ago. I mean, it's once again, who, who do you think you are, Auburn? So you're kind of getting what you deserve. But, you know, SEC, it's a, it's a different game down here, man. And that, that, that just wasn't a good fit. When they made that hire, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. The guys I know who coach in the SEC, they don't understand it. Um, and just guys in the profession didn't understand it because, because of that, that place. And it takes a certain personality, takes a certain guy. I mean, it, it's tough bringing a guy, especially from the Mountain West, um, from that area, that, that, that part of the country, and you put him in. That's like a pig in socks, man. It's just... You know, you're just you're bringing somebody out out of their out of their element, and um, yeah, I, listen, man, I'm not in those meetings, right? I'm not recruiting, I'm not coaching for the guy, but I do I do know some people pretty close to the program. Not not doesn't sound like he's an easy guy to work for. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, when you, when you have good coaches. Um, they're going to get opportunities and, and, and just no different than you, no different than me. I, yeah. I, I don't want to work. I don't, I don't, I don't want to work for a guy that's, you know, over my shoulder, doesn't trust me with my craft, doesn't trust me to do what I'm responsible for, you know, and, and fortunately I've never had to work for those type of guys in, in, in any profession from the time from my first job out of Notre Dame, the coaching till now, I never had to work for a micromanager. So I've been, uh, been very fortunate, but you know, as you get older in this profession, especially in coaches, man, um, you're so gone. You're so, you're so, you're, you're so far away and you're gone so much from your family that your quality of life is important. And if your quality in life, when you walk into that office each and every day, isn't, isn't a whole lot of fun, you're not going to last very long. And um, and I think that's probably why you see a little bit of exodus. And when you have a, a coach leave, like Coach Mason, who's got a very, very, very great, uh, very good reputation mm-hmm. as a recruiter, you know, as a coach, as a coordinator, as a man, you know, I, I, I've been very fortunate. I, I actually interviewed with Derek twice, 
uh, first class guy. I mean, just, just down to earth guy. But when you have a guy like that, that takes a job at Okie state, right? Which on paper, you know, people will look at that and say, that's a step down, right? There's a reason. That's when you start saying, okay, something's up right here. You have a guy who's an SEC guy, was an SEC head coach at a, at a, at a top 10 historical program in Auburn, top 15 place you can recruit to um, in the SEC. Now it's a gauntlet, um, but why would you leave and go to Okie State? $400,000 pay cut, man. Yeah, so that I think that's uh, people start asking questions, and quite frankly, I, I mean, when the guy got hired, there was Auburn people already trying to figure out a way to run him out of Dodge. Jeez, Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Kaz, got to turn our attention before we say goodbye to the Super Bowl, the Fighting Burrows and Company. Zach Taylor. Uh, they are uh, geared up to go. The Rams built now, loaded with some Hall of Famers. What do you see on Sunday? What shakes out? Gotta go, gotta go with Zach, and gotta go with Burrow, man. You know, I just—he's a winner. I think Stafford. Um, I, he just seems to, even though he's played well in the playoffs, I think he's only thrown one interception. You know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, my uh, I, I follow Detroit team, so yeah. Um, you know, when he was, he always made, he just always made those mistakes in critical times. Um, now he hasn't done that in the playoffs, but I just, he just doesn't give me that confidence that that Burrow does, right? And and you know, you just see teams. And I think we've all – you just look at teams over history uh, of all sports. Um, when they start hitting their stride, and, man, I, I, Cincinnati just looks like one of those teams that just kind of hit their stride. It's like the Giants, what were they, nine and seven, seven the mm-hmm. one year when they won the – I mean, and they just hit their stride. I mean, they, they look like an undefeated football team. At the end of the season, I don't know who could beat them, right? And – and, you know, no matter how they do it, they're finding ways to get it done. And that's just that kind of that Joe Burrow factor, right? I mean, just making not only the offensive guys better around them, but just that confidence that defense plays with also that you know, I, can take a, I, can take a, I can take a chance here. You know, I can blitz when they're, you know, backed up and play man because you know, you're, you're, not, you're never worried about going down one score because you got a guy like Burrow. But um, – and you want to be honest? I'll be honest with you, right? When Stafford's wife starts chirping about Sue, I just wrote him off right there. Hey, wife, stay off freaking Twitter, will you? Just enjoy your luxury box and stay off Twitter, right? What'd she say? What'd she say about Sue? What'd she say about? Oh, the, the no, they were the, bad. Uh, there was a big. You remember when Sue got that? Yeah, and he got the person. Right, right, right. Yeah, divisional playoff. Yeah, she start started tweeting. Just, just you know, just stay out of it unless you're. Under center, just don't no comment. <laughs> Obviously, I love Sue. I love Sue, so you know. I just, uh, I mean, come on, man. So, so that's why I'm rooting for the Bengals. I like the Burrow factor, but on a personal level, I just don't like. I don't like somebody not in the game tweeting about about somebody's uh, 
you know what's going on what's going on on the field sue right. sue's eyes so, uh, sue's eyes got real like serial killer like and says i'm going to bleep you up like and and like he meant it because because you had stafford trying yeah. to kick him in the junk too yeah i mean you know it's just uh you know that 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 type of stuff. I mean, any, I mean, to get a flag on that play. And, that's, that's uh, brutal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it is. You know, but I mean, I I like Stafford. I got I got no problem with him. But I like I like defensive linemen better than I like quarterbacks. And well, the trust factor's right on right with with Burrow, and and Burrow's easy to trust. Yeah, yeah. Kaz, you gotta protect him though. You know, I mean, oh yeah, you gotta protect him. Aaron you gotta D- figure out a way to block Aaron Donald. Well, and you had Von Miller too. I mean, that's brutal. That's that that one-two that's punch, beauty, man. Yeah, it is Why a big they get time. Paid the big bucks. Kaz, we'll uh, we'll see where it shakes out on Sunday, and uh, we'll make sure we we get caught up again next Tuesday. And I want to hear about the the baseball tournament. Tell Junior to to get rolling. All right, and have a good weekend. <laughs> you too, my man. Appreciate you, Kaz. Rick Kaczynski with us. He's uh. Thousand percent, uh, no shock there. He loves D lineman more than he loves a quarterback. So, reminder about buckling up. Coaches make substitutions during the game to get the best player on the field. Getting behind the wheel after drinking also demands a substitution. Sober drivers are the only choice. A DUI costs more than you think. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. It's uh, Huskers in the Super Bowl week. Tom Rathman, Hall of Famer for Nebraska, the 49ers, and part of those two championships with Joe Montana, Roger Craig. We'll talk with Tom Rathman next. Don't forget Single Barrel. Tomorrow, Roadshow Wednesday ahead of Nebraska, Minnesota with Hale Varsity, 4-6 to six at the Single Barrel tomorrow. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back in, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Husker Super Bowl week, and we say hi to Husker Hall of Famer, 49er Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champ, uh, Tom Rathman, standout fullback with us. Coach, uh, how's the uh, the week been? Uh, what's this do for you memory-wise? Uh, we're on the doorstep. Well, everything is going really well, so can't complain about that. Uh, been changing some diapers, so that's uh, kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, just anytime you get to this time of the season and you're still alive, you know, there's some excitement, you know, and, you know, the 49ers had a chance to get in. You know, if they would have won that wild card game, or excuse me, the championship game, but uh, fell a little bit short. So uh, it looks like it's going to be the Rams and uh, Cincinnati. So should be a good matchup. I want to go back to the diapers here. Explain that to us. Now, I was 
adequate at diaper changing, although I got uh, I got drenched a few times by Junior way back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that, what's the diaper duty about? Yet to me. Okay. Pardon me. I said, well, explain so, the diaper duty to me. <laughs> well, my uh, middle daughter had uh, uh, a baby boy in September. He's about five months old, so uh, we've uh, been able to be fortunate enough to be able to uh, interact with him. You know, even though that we've got this COVID thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's been nice. You know, being retired and you know, not have anything pulling on me and pulling me away from it. And uh, so that's kind of what I've been doing here uh, recently, just, you know, diaper changes and uh, feeding the baby and burping the baby and doing all that good stuff that you need to do. Well, good for you. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's been about a year since you, you retired from Indy and uh, you got mm-hmm. a little grandchild in your life. That's awesome. How's How's retirement been for you? It's been good. You know, I, I can honestly say that uh, I really don't miss it, to be honest with you. After, you know, doing it for 31 years, going in every day and, you know, and just the tedious work that you have to do and uh, the time consumption that it requires, uh, it's kind of been nice just to be free from that. Tom Rathman's with us at Hale Varsity. Coach, what do you remember about the Super Bowl uh, your experience, and you were part of one of now uh, two matchups with, with Cincinnati, and soon Cincinnati going to their third Super Bowl, but you were in a mm-hmm. classic down in Miami, and then you mm-hmm. guys crushed Denver, much to Elijah's chagrin, my producer and co-host. He's a, he's a Denver guy. But uh, mm-hmm. you, yeah. <laughs> your experience, you, you not only uh, got to experience wins, that ultimate championship, but you, uh, you played a big part in both of them. Uh, no question about it. And, you know, the first one, uh, Super Bowl twenty three, the one that was in Miami when we played Cincinnati, I mean, we drove the ball down. I think we had three minutes left, three minutes and eight seconds left. It was a two-minute operation. We got got the ball moving up and down the field and uh, uh, finally punched in uh, Montana to John Taylor uh, for the victory. So I would say, you know, that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because, you know, going into your first Super Bowl, that's your, that's the biggest game that I played in, you know. Uh, that was the ultimate goal was to try to get to that Super Bowl and obviously win the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, at that time, you know, it was just huge, uh, bigger than you would know. And uh, to be able to come back and uh, uh, win that game in the fashion that we did uh, and then not only do it once but do it back-to-back and, uh you know, having a 27-3 to lead at halftime in that second one, if you recall, against uh, uh, Denver, uh, it was that was awesome, too, because we were celebrating at halftime. I know you shouldn't be, but uh, we had so much confidence, you know, that year in 89 that uh, I don't think anybody was going to beat us on that day. Tom Rathman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Tom, that, that hurts my heart to hear. Uh, but luckily it was a little bit before my time. I know I know that really ripped the, the soul out of my dad that Super Bowl. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, you know, we apologize to him, so, you know. 
I'll, I'll pass that along. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll appreciate Good. that. <laughs> Good. Um, but, but I just want to ask about this, this Super Bowl experience as a whole. It's, it's the pinnacle of, of sports in America. Huh. And I, I want to get your take on a, a guy in Joe Burrow who's only in his second NFL season coming off uh, an, an ACL injury last season. Now he's at the pinnacle of the sports. What do you think his emotions are like going into this game? And what should your emotions be like as you head into this Super Bowl? Well, like I said, it's 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 the biggest game that he's going to face right now. You know, I mean, I know he's been in national championship games. I know he won the Heisman. But when you talk about the pinnacle of uh, football and that being winning the Super Bowl, uh, you know, he has that opportunity. And there is no game bigger than this one that he's going to play. I don't think there's ever going to be a bigger game for him, him you know, in in that manner because you know it's his first Super Bowl his opportunity to reach that uh, uh, pinnacle and uh, come out on top and there's nothing like it and then I I would tell you this it's a lot easier the second time as opposed to the first and uh, you just want to capitalize on your opportunities is really what it's all about because it's so hard to get to that game um, you know, it's it's not an easy game to get to to get to that Super Bowl, winning that championship, uh, AFC NFC championship game. Uh, that's a tough game to win, and I played in many uh, championship games and came out on the short end. Uh, you know, I was fortunate to go to three Super Bowls, two as a player and one as a coach. Uh, we got beat by Baltimore um, uh, in um, uh, New Orleans. Uh, on my third one as a coach and uh you know that's the worst feeling that you can ever have you know getting to the super bowl and losing but uh you know i was 2-0 as a player and 0-1 as a coach and you know was just really grateful that i was able to have those opportunities and uh be able to capitalize on the ones that i played in Tom Rathman with this few minutes hail varsity radio husker super bowl week want to go back to that that super bowl uh, when you were on Harbaugh's staff and there was mm-hmm. some dancing going on with, with Harbaugh and, and maybe heading back to the NFL, he's returned to Michigan and Jim had a great season for Michigan and mm-hmm. and, and he and he decided to stay and, and you know, there was a shot maybe he was gonna end up uh, you know, back in the NFL. But what uh, what was that like? What was that experience like, uh, working with Jim? Because I know you guys I think played against each other in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, we did. Yeah. yeah, he was a Michigan quarterback. You know, we ended up losing that game. Uh, and um, the one thing I remember about Michigan, uh, their football team was their DBs. Man, they came up and they would stick you. Yeah. I mean, they were hard hitters. Uh, but uh, they had a great program at that time. They ended up beating us. Obviously, Jim is you know one of the great players of all time in Michigan football. Uh, so. Uh, to be able to hook up with him, you know, on the pros as a as a uh, companion, you know, on the coaching staff, uh, I mean, it was pretty special. You know, and that first year we had uh, in 2011, that was Jim's first year. We went to the NFC Championship game, and uh, we got beat uh, by the the Giants, and they went on to uh, capture the Super Bowl championship, but. Uh, that was one of the greatest years that I've ever been around. I mean, there, it was like, you know, we had run off nine straight wins in a row, uh, headed into the playoffs, got to the championship game, 
questionable calls, you know, at the end there. Ahmad Bradshaw ended up fumbling, you know, in their territory, uh, ruled him down. Uh, they ended up beating us, but it was that was the, the series right there that if we'd have got that ball, we probably would have won that football game and uh, would have been able to go uh, to the Super Bowl in 2011, but we didn't. Uh, and that's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way the ball bounces. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty special to be able to be on his staff and to be able to work with him and to see how intense he is, you know, just about football. I mean, that, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, his mind is always, you know, thinking about how you're going to get better, how you're going to generate something that's going to create an advantage for you. That's just the way he works, and uh, it's no wonder why he's successful. I think about those Niners teams where you're going to the NFC title game every year and then you break through to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and, not, right. and not only were you guys really good, but you made a change. You went from Alex Smith to Kaepernick, and that pistol mm-hmm. offense you guys had, mm-hmm. I mean, with Cap running it, was, was incredible, yeah. that dual threat ability. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of knew that was going to be a weapon in our back pocket, to be honest with you. I remember Greg Roman, who was the offensive coordinator that year, you know, he said something to me at the beginning of the season. He says, hey, you know, I got something, you know, later in the season that we're going to pull out, and, you know, I think it's going to be really good. And it was that pistol offense. And uh, to be able to run out of that, I mean, teams didn't know how to handle it because they hadn't seen it before in the NFL. And uh, there were some teams, and one in particular was Green Bay, um, and that was in the playoff game, I want to say, but they had no answer for it. And I have never seen uh, a pro football team not be able to make adjustments on the sideline in a game to turn it around. And uh, it was just something that, popped up and you know the league had a tough time handling handling it originally so but we had so many things that year I remember talking to coordinators defensive coordinators head coaches and they say wow you guys have so much stuff how do you get that stuff wrapped you know we had so such a big glossary of uh, a run game Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it wasn't in every week but uh uh, people just question on how we got it repped in practice, but uh, we didn't have a tough time doing it. I mean, we had a lot of reps in practice, did, doing a lot of walkthroughs, and I think that's where the most important thing is in your walkthroughs. John Rathman, Super Bowl champ, two-time over with the 49ers, stand out from Grand Island and Hall of Famer with San Francisco and, of course, a Hall of Famer with uh, Nebraska football. We'll have more with Tom Rathman as it's Husker Super Bowl week. Dave Remington uh, on the docket. Sam Cook will be with us this week as well. And uh, excited to uh, to run down Russ Hochstein here towards the end of the week. So that's on the way. A few more minutes with Tom Rathman and uh, his thoughts on Nebraska coming up and uh, the Super Bowl for sure. San Fran Missed out this year, but since he hit it with the uh, the Borough Connection, uh, we'll continue on. Tom Rathman with Hale Varsity were presented by the Nebraska Lottery. 
Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Tom Rathman's with us on Hale Varsity. Coach, a uh, thought here on, on Sunday here, not asking you for a prediction, but you've seen both teams, uh-huh. Cincinnati and, of course, the Rams here. Uh, who's got the advantage here, at least on paper, in your mind? Well, I mean, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, you look at player for player, I mean, there's no question about who should win. The Rams should win. I mean, they went all in, mm-hmm. you know, acquiring, acquiring Stafford, you know, giving up draft picks, uh, Bon Miller, uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, they've got great players, both on offense and defense. Uh, so there's no question who who should win, but I mean that's not how football works. <laughs> Just because you got better people on paper doesn't mean that you're going to win football games. Uh, so I mean when you look at it, I mean those guys that had a tough time beating uh, San Francisco. I mean they was the last six games they got beat by San Francisco. Well, they ended up beating them in a the playoff game. Uh, I didn't think that was going to happen once San Francisco went up by ten, uh, but. They were able to pull it out during the Super Bowl. That's what they uh, made all those uh, moves for, acquiring all that talent, was to get to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. So they're all in. Uh, but that, like I said, that doesn't mean anything just because it's on paper. But uh, I've been very impressed with uh, uh, the quarterback of Cincinnati. I mean, obviously, uh, he's done some great things. Being you know in that game in his second year, you know, I went to my third year in the league uh, in 87, uh, or 88, excuse me. Uh, so uh, to be able to hit that game and have an opportunity uh, that early in your career, you know, really says a lot. And, uh, you know, he just has to take it one snap at a time. And like I said, I mean, there's, he's going to uh, experience something that he's never experienced before because, I mean – when you get into that game, the games that I think later in the evening, you know, prime time, you're sitting around all day on Sunday and just waiting for that game. And then you get to the stadium and then there's so much waiting, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. before the game. And then at the halftime, the halftime is a lot longer. Uh, there are some things that uh, – these guys haven't uh, been able to see uh, throughout their careers if they haven't uh, been in a, a Super Bowl before. So hopefully it won't distract them and they'll be able to overcome it. But uh, just understand this, it's the year of the tiger. <laughs> All right? No. It's the year of the tiger. 
Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of Nebraska connections with, with Cincinnati, with Zach sure. Taylor and, mm-hmm. and Stanley Morgan and, and, and Coach uh, Walters. So I, I get your mm-hmm. hint. Tom Rathman with us. Coach, who was is, who is the leader on those 49er teams and who kept you guys – calm or grounded was was there a was did it come from from walsh or was it a player that was that was kind of uh the one guy everyone rallied around well i think i think it was the players in general because a lot of those players had been to two super bowls prior sure you know back in 81 and 84 um you know joe montana uh, roger craig had been to a previous super bowl he wasn't there in 81, but uh, uh, there were some players there that had two Super Bowls under their belt, and uh, they both winners. And uh, just the experience of the older players really helped us out, too, and that's something that neither one of these two teams are going to have mm-hmm. in that locker room. So and when I talk about all that time you have to spend in that uh, locker room and you have to just wait, uh, you have to keep your composure uh, if you recall, uh, even going back to uh, when we played Baltimore, when I was with Jim Harbaugh, we went, the lights went out. Do you remember that? Yeah, the power, the power failure. And, uh, yeah, the power went out. So geez, we were like a half hour sitting there on the sideline waiting for the game to go. So uh, uh, you, you don't think that, that hits you. Uh, but uh, it really helped us, to be honest with you, because – we were getting our butts beat. Uh, shoot, we were down by several scores coming out at in the third quarter. And what do they do? I think they return the first uh, kickoff return back for a touchdown. So, and to be able to battle back into that game and you know have an opportunity to win it, you know you're four shots down in the uh, red zone there in in the plus five, and all four were passes and couldn't get it in the end zone and. You know, ultimately cost us the game. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it's there's a lot of things that uh, can get you if you're not used to it. Tom Rathman, Husker Hall of Famer, uh, 49er Hall of Famer, uh, 31 years in the NFL as a player and coach. Coach Rathman, last thought, and it's awesome to catch up with you again. We love uh, spending a few minutes with you. Husker football, a bit of a retooled uh, staff here on offense, but. Uh, some big hopes here for for year five with Coach Frost. Have you followed Nebraska much? Uh, not when I was coaching. Gotcha. To be honest with you, Too busy. just wasn't the time. I mean, I'm always uh, working on something. But was able to uh, see them a little bit this last year, so watched them. Uh, they were in a lot of games, a lot of close games, but uh, uh, some of them didn't come out the right way, but. Uh, and then was able to go back. Uh, I think I went to the Purdue game. Uh, so I was able to get back to that game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think they're headed on the right track. You know, he had uh, he made some changes on his staff, and hopefully that will improve uh, the team, uh, what they're trying to get accomplished. Uh, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's up to the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the players have to go out and play the football game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's such a big uh, thing with recruiting. Uh, so hard to recruit. I mean, the great recruiters are the ones that usually have the good teams. And uh, I, I just know that uh, speaking to other coaches, that the recruiting process has become tough. It's tough to get kids to come to your schools. Mm-hmm. 
Tom, before we get you out of here, I just want to pass it along. My dad accepts your apology and says it wasn't your fault okay. that the Broncos turned it over five times. He scored a few times, okay. though. I mean, he helped poor little Saul then. Well, I'll tell you what, that ring that we got for that year, man, that was the sweetest ring. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It would just tell you, Dad, I'm really proud of it. It's probably even better than the 88 years. Well, if you got a picture got of it, if you got, got a picture. It's got, it's got another diamond. It's got, it's got four diamonds instead of three you big pic- diamonds too well we're gonna find a picture of it or, or snap a picture of it if it's handy and we'll send yeah. it to elijah's dad send it to my phone yeah. and we'll go there yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure he'll appreciate that'll that be, that'll be a, a, a prize for him then <laughs> what what could have been <laughs> coach you take care and, and enjoy your super bowl okay all right have a good day guys i right. appreciate the opportunity Oscar Hall of Famer and uh, Super Bowl champ with the Niners. Uh, Elijah there just getting pounded on for being a Denver fan. In fairness to Elijah, this was pre-Elijah. This was the, the 1990 Super Bowl where I think it was 55-10. to 10, The Donks got rolled. And uh, that was a swan song for Montana and Rice all together. I mean, you still had Steve Young waiting in the wings, but that Nebraska backfield with Craig and Rathman was pretty sweet. Now, San Fran had a shot at going for the three-peat, but uh, the Giants upset him a year later in the NFC title game. But Rathman's awesome. We love catching up with him a couple of times a year, and Love his Super Bowl memories. We'll take a timeout. Wind down a Tuesday with Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark. Widen down Tuesday. Get the podcast. Be sure to find it. And as always, subscribe to it. Give us a rating, good, bad, or ugly. We'll take the uh, feedback. We'll take the, the, the praise or the criticism. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio, Monday through Saturday. Tomorrow, Single Barrel, Roadshow, Wednesday. Come see us, myself and Jeff Smith. We're there four to six ahead of Nebraska, Minnesota. If you are going to Nebraska and Minnesota, God bless you. Good on you. Now, the World Herald did report that we're talking 7,000-plus tickets scanned. So you, the fans, are still going. God love you. I don't know what the attendance will be like for an 8 o'clock tip, whether it will be okay. Maybe you're out. Maybe you're still in wanting to support. Maybe you're, you're just afraid 
at the end of the day with this. And, you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been an adventurous week on the heels of Saturday. So the question is this, are, are, you the, are you a fan? You can absolutely voice your displeasure, but are you going to do that and still go and then still bitch about it? Or are you going to, are you just going to not go? Are you going to be done? That's the question I have. I mean, you, you keep going and I hope you do. I hope you're there for that first win, that second win, that third win on the year for Fred and company. You know, are they going to make changes? I, I truly believe he's assessing what's wrong and will try and fix it. Are the kids going to be, <laughs> are the kids going to be willing to accept their role and fix it? You're going to have full body box outs. Are you going to have turnovers the final two minutes? You're going to have bad shots being taken. Yeah, is the answer. Unless there's some sort of recourse to uh, stop that behavior or modify the behavior. Might be the same movie. The difference is, is Minnesota is not supposed to be that good. Neither was uh, Northwestern. And Nebraska plays up or down to their competition. And when they play down to competition, they get destroyed. Uh, If they follow the Northwestern effort with a similar effort against Minnesota and get boat raced, I don't know. I I don't know where Trev's at with, I mean, I know what Trev would probably like to do. I don't know what Trev can do. And if if Fred gets another year because of the contract thing, there's some guys on his staff that aren't aren't the problem. There are some guys on his staff that are big-time problems that he's allowed to, to exist. So that, that's a giant conversation. Big time conversation. So <laughs> getting an email from Kent, he's like, look, if there were 7,000 fans there, I'd bleep my pants. I think they scanned old tickets stored in boxes. Yeah, I didn't go Saturday, but you were there. What's the number? I would say it's about right. 7,000? Yeah. Half of capacity? Pretty much. All right. Well, <laughs> it may be a fourth of capacity for 8 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll see you at the Single Barrel tomorrow, 4 to 6, Hail Varsity Roadshow. Thanks. A Huda Media Production.